0: Hi, and welcome to the Warden Katie Wilsey podcast. Go ahead and check your mic. I'm Wilsey, and I'm the CFO check, of check, HHS, check. headquartered in the Austin. I'm also a, a private bank time. wealth advisor and practicing a Check, attack. check, check, check. And
1: I'm Katie okay, Wilsey, licensed check. Texas real estate agent. We live in the Lake Travis area. Check. Can you hear me? Like yes. back here yeah. too. With our four kids, two dollars one? check, check,
0: check. We've been through yeah, it all good. with money, broken in debt to debt-free and wealthy. We're continuing to build our wealth and live happier lives. We're here to talk to you about your money, how to earn more, save more, and invest more. We'll talk about the mistakes we've made and how we've learned from them.
1: We'll give you advice on how you can get control of your financial lives, get out of debt, and be on your way to financial success.
0: So buckle up and get ready to take notes because here comes another episode of... The Ward and, and Katie Willsey, Willsey Podcast. Um, that was a lot better than <sighs> All right, welcome to another episode of the Ward and Katie Woolsey podcast.
1: Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday. This will actually go on Monday, so it's Monday. Well, we'll listen to this.
1: we made it through the weekend. We made Fair it through last week.
0: All right, you know what we're going to talk about today? I
1: have no clue. Gambling. Okay.
0: Gambling disguises investing. So we're going to talk about day trading. So day trading is when you jump in and out of stocks with rapid frequency like it, a long-term is you're basically buying like an index fund and you're basically holding it until you retire. That's the way you should be investing okay. day trading is like you buy something and then you sell it. And it's gotten a lot of, it, it's been in the news a lot recently for a few reasons. Number one, the stock market from, you know, February when it reached its, it's low has just shot up um, as, as it's recovered from going down because of the coronavirus. So, a lot of people are trying to pick winners, and it's real easy to do that when the market's appreciating rapidly. So the other reason is there's you know these apps and sites like like Robinhood that make it easy and real cheap to trade in and out of stocks all the time. So the the Wall Street Journal had an article today that I think is real good. They studied they studied active investors. So this is. Active means you're trying to pick stock winners and losers. Passive is like us where you just put money in the Smart S&P 500 and let it sit. And they studied basically these, these newsletters. Cause ever since the dawn of investing, people write newsletters and get people to subscribe to them and give stock picking tips. And just
1: like the horse races.
0: Exactly. And that's where I'm going with this. The, they, they did a kind of a study of, Okay. Since 1980, everyone who was in the top 5% of performance for these newsletters, right? So these newsletters are also their their investment funds that are raising money and investing it. So basically what they're saying is for, they're, they're looking at the top 5% each year. Well, if they were really good, you'd expect them to be in the top 5% year after year after year. Okay. But in reality, the top 5% the next year on average, they were just in the 50th Percentile, so it means the year after they were in the top five percent, they're just average the next year. Right. So what what the article basically is saying is, you know, day trading is 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 basically it's just luck. I mean, statistically, so you, all these different formulas, you know, momentum trading, um, where they look at like the little the little peaks on the graphs and stuff like that, it just doesn't work. And in, in reality, people who do that, and if you're an investor yourself who's trying to day trade, in the long run, your performance is just going to be much worse than if you just bought the S&P 500. My theory is always, you know, because there are people who actively manage stocks, who buy stocks and, 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 and pick them and don't invest in index funds like we do who do better, but there's also gamblers who do really well, right? Like, there's professional right. poker players. But
1: Well, I was just thinking, like, as you're saying that, it, it is 100% the same thing. It's a high, it's a rush, it's, you know, you got to play big to win big type of mentality. And sometimes you strike, and oftentimes you don't.
0: Well, and everyone everyone who always says, like, oh, I picked this stock and it went up, they're never telling you, like, the stocks they picked that went down. They're just telling you about the winners. Right. And, you know, it's one of those things where they always say, if you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. Well, for most people, they're the sucker. And in gambling, I mean, it's such a great analogy because for every, you know, uh, uh Amarillo Slim or Doyle Brunson, those famous poker players who made a ton of money gambling. There's thousands and thousands. You could go to any casino in Vegas and look at all the people who aren't winning gambling. You know, so when you're picking individuals, yeah, you know why
1: that is. Hmm. And it it would relate to what you're talking about here too, is because you can't stop. Like if you could just win and walk away and. Walk away a winner. You could probably do that in the stock market too. Where one time you hit it and you get it right, right, and then you cash out and you go stay stable, and no one can.
0: Well, because the the reality with with gambling, just like just like the stock market, is you can't just do it once because you can't do it once and then live off it, right? So gambling, right. those people who gamble over and over, they're thinking. Well,
1: but also it's fun, like that rush of winning you know, is oh, sure. really fun. So I think there's. That plays a part in that. So you're like, that's why statistically you can't come out a winner because you keep going back. I grew up with a family of gamblers, so I tend to walk away. Like I'm stoked when I I've doubled my money. I'm done and I can walk away.
0: But But the reality is, you don't double your money every time.
1: No, but if I ever do, if you do, you walk. I walk and. Where like maybe my brother or my dad or whatever would be like, well, if I just doubled it, I, could I probably triple again. it. Yeah, right. So why would you walk? Or I, I mean, I remember even just as a kid, you know, Christmases we would do it, and the second I had more than I came with, right? Like it was gravy. So I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> like I just want to. And
0: I won. I want I won some money this past Christmas in yeah. your family party playing craps like yeah. those.
1: So, yeah, I mean the and I will say that I always go into it and kind of with the stock market too actually. I it, to me it is ex- the perfect comparison. It is gambling.
0: If if you're just investing in single stocks and trying to and trying to pick chase them. the high. Whereas, you know, if you're investing in an index fund like the S&P 500 and you can go beyond that. I mean, our portfolio. Or maybe like has. you want to
1: invest in a company that you really believe in and you yeah, see but there's... Yeah, but,
0: but my problem with that is even if you believe in the... And, and you can do it for fun, right? But the bulk of your money should be in index funds, I think. And the, that company that you really believe in and you think about, you have no idea what's really going on with that company. Yeah. You have no I mean, clue. I guess if
1: you work there, then maybe you...
0: Tr- trust me, even if you work there, because I... I mean...
1: But I just mean that it, it's maybe not as risky or odd...
0: Well, like, think about like when I worked at Wells Fargo prior to the Wells Fargo scandal. That would have seemed like a great company, right? Yeah. You know, you you never know unless you're at the top, very top levels. And then there's stuff beyond your control even then. Yeah. So it's really hard to sit there and and pick individual stocks. But but you know, back to this, the the day traders, what's going to happen inevitably is then the stock market's going to turn and all these people are going to be busted and, you know, and then they're gonna sit there and blame, oh, the stock market, it's gambling. This stock market investing in the stock market is not gambling if you invest long term in index funds. You're gonna get about ten percent. You're gonna get about ten percent, like over time. There may be periods where so it goes was, down.
1: So walk me through that real quick. Does that mean that and this is gonna sound like stupid math, but if I put a hundred thousand dollars in in ten years I'm going to double my money?
0: Uh so the way to think about it, so the rule of 72 is if you divide 72 by the number of years, that's about the return, that's about the, re- the, the time it would take to, to, to uh, I'm sorry, if you divide your rate of return by 72, that's about the, the time period it would take to double. So yeah, I mean, 10% divided by 72, is it should double in about a little over seven years.
1: Okay, because I, like, I look at a lot of properties and I see that in about 10 years they will double.
0: Yeah, and typically...
1: Plus you made money, if it's a cash flow property, you made money all along too.
0: Yeah, I think properties generally you're looking at 6%, so whatever that is, divided by 72, that's about how long it should take to double. It's um, like 12 years.
1: Yeah, I just happened to be looking at one recently that that
0: was appreciating that yeah. fast. Yeah. So, so, so some markets are like that, right? Sometimes California, there's definitely properties that would double. Like, I mean, there's a period of time where it double. Like, it's like in three or four years. Yeah. Now that that always equals out, and the properties go down too. But you know that 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 yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it in terms of how long it'll take to double. Um,
1: so you think seven to ten years? So it's. Sure bet to
0: not, but not not every seven to ten years. Like if you look over a full market cycle, right. like fifteen to twenty years, yeah, it's pretty likely. But look look at let's pick a seven year period. Like, um, say you invested in like say two thousand and seven, right before the crash. Right, right? like, well. It, you invest in two thousand seven. The crash happens in two thousand eight. Two thousand nine is basically the bottom. So that's like two years where you've gone down. It takes another two years to get almost back to even. So I I doubt in a five year period I, I I don't think you were much ahead at all. You were probably even. But over but over and, over and twenty what years about this year
1: have we already rebounded? Because I know really? I, I, I checked
0: I checked like last. Thursday. But I mean,
1: people in general, like, have recovered from.
0: If, if you that it, tech, so, if you
1: didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. So if you were invested in the S and P 500,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you would have gone down about 33 percent from like mid February to early March, down 33 percent. Yeah. And by now, I think and I looked at this like Thursday or Friday, so don't quote me, but it was about two percent off of the highs and come back up 31%. Basically, come back up in. In less than six months. Yeah, that's crazy. So that just shows, but but there's plenty of people who sold out, went to cash, and they're where they were at the bottom because now they're Panic in cash and action. they missed yeah. it. And that happens every yeah. every time, and it gets worse. Like when you invest in individual companies, now, like, but but on the other so hand, so how
1: do we benefit from those bad mistakes? Other people's you can't.
0: Well, other people's bad mistakes are what causes the market to keep going down. So if you invest cash in an S&P 500 and we did, like you'll make money on the rebound. I mean, when you when it was down 33% like middle of March, I think I think yeah, we put some money in and like it wasn't like at the bottom, but it was it was pretty close and then we put some money in in April. Like that's the surest 20% return like you're ever going to get. Like yeah. when the market is down and you invest in it, I mean, it's gonna come back and that's just, that's just the way it is. You, you I mean, it, it's, it's like nerve wracking so to the, put money the, the in. The
1: second of tanks you buy.
0: You buy. The we second of yeah. you buy. You buy. Here's another example. So Kodak, my grandpa worked there as an engineer. Like, so they, over, over the, and this is basically the last week, they went from, $2 to as high as $60 <clears throat> over two trading days, $2 to 60, a 30 fold increase because there were rumors that, that, uh, the, hey, the federal government, the federal government was getting issue them a huge loan to make some products for the coronavirus. I don't know whether it was, um, you know, the, the cure vaccine or whatever, so, but that
1: is when you would want to sell. Like, the second it gets up to 60, sell, sell, sell.
0: But here's the thing. So, here's here's two examples, right? So, the first example is, and this is a Wall Street Journal article, so you can check it. So, they talk about this professional trader, Jason Belinsky. So, he works for First Midwest Bank. So, I don't know how big they are, but that's a professional portfolio manager. He bought it back in May. So, I don't think, when he bought it, there was no, none of this news. He must have just randomly bought it. And it was like $2, right? So it starts going up, up, and up. So July 28th, the price triples on July 28th. And he says to his team, sell, sell, sell. Because it, it, there's no reason for it to triple. And he knew that. So he he said... So, so at first it... During early in the day, it started going up, and he said he expected a surge as individual investors jumped in, because first, only professionals were in, because no one was following Kodak. Right. And so it starts jumping up, jumping up, jumping up, and then he goes, it's way too high, and so he has his team the next morning, July 29th, sell everything, sell it, get out, and he made 550% returns, because remember, he bought it at 2 he sold out, on average, at $48. So he bought them all at $2, yeah. sold out at $48 on average, because it winner, jumps all over the place. dinner, huh? Right? Now, here's this. They contrast it with this gentleman, uh, Alex Olson, who's an airline industry worker. So he is watching the news, and the news says President Trump, you know... Uh, said his administration was lending Kodak seventy six. Here's why they were doing seven hundred sixty five million to support the launch of, of Kodak Pharmaceuticals. So it must be related to the coronavirus vaccine. And he says, "Well, I'm going to invest." So he gets in the next day, buys some at seventeen dollars. Remember, it started at two. Yeah. Buy some at seventeen, some at twenty four, and more at fifty two fifty. In all, he bought. Two thousand seven hundred and ten shares at thirty five dollars. Let me do the math real quick. The average two seven one zero times average of thirty five dollars. So just shy of ninety five grand he spends buying Kodak stock. Remember, just a few days before, this had been at two dollars a share, and he's buying it at an average of thirty five dollars a share. And it so here here's so he wasn't alone. Tell me,
1: he sold.
0: He wasn't alone. More than 100,000 users of the popular trading app, Robinhood, that's the one I mentioned earlier where all the day traders are at, jumped in that day, helping push Kodak stock price higher, higher, higher. So that's why this the professional guy, Belinsky, made all the money, right? It goes higher, higher, yeah. higher. Because all these, all these individuals are jumping in. They hear it on the news. Right, right, right. So it starts going down because on Wednesday evening... So this the price during Wednesday it went all up, right? Sure. Tuesday the news says, "Whoa, it's it's it, they're they're reaching this deal." There right. have been rumors about it on Tuesday, but the Tuesday night was when it hit the news. Wednesday it goes up. Well, Wednesday evening news is when they say, "Well, it's far from a done deal." The loan had to be secured by Codex assets and included performance contracts. It was still going through due diligence, like not a done deal by wow. any means. So the stock starts. Fading on Thursday and a gigantic sell-off on Thursday and Friday it went down back down to below $22 so remember he had bought on average at $35 and now just in a day below $22 on average still much higher than the $2 that it started at but for him he bought at $35 and think about all those 100,000 traders on Robinhood they were all right around there right? So he says by Friday afternoon, because it fell Thursday, he said he wanted nothing to do. He sold out at an average of below twenty two dollars. Of that ninety five he originally invested, he lost thirty grand of it.
1: Oof, in a day.
0: He says, I guess what I learned is trading is just gambling. That's a fact. So the professional guy, and, and mind you, like the professional guy, it was just a coincidence because he bought it like I think in May. So he didn't. So I
1: want to talk about that though. Is it just a coincidence? Like, like there, you don't think there could have been like some article that he read that there was a chance that Kodak could start a pharmaceutical company or like?
0: So I will say, can I will you say start rumors. I will say I don't. I don't know the details, so that, that's a bunch of questions you asked. Number one, I don't know the details about why he bought, but he bought in May, and they didn't say anything in the article about that. So it's probably just something he thought might be a good pick. It sounds like in his investment portfolio, his company lets him like invest in, sure. in, in, in a lot of. I just gotta wonder, stocks. like,
1: couldn't you? I know in this case, like, the president was involved and whatever, but couldn't you like start a rumor?
0: So what? What this article also describes is like that. Remember that the news came out and that's why that Alex, the individual investor jumped in the next day, but the shares had already gone up. A lot of that was Twitter rumors. So a lot of news today spreads on Twitter because that goes much faster than your real news. And so there's a lot of investment sites you can follow where this news will come up. So yes, absolutely. There is some people, but what I'll say is like, even on Twitter, that news gets disseminated after it's already been acted upon by insiders and other people. So I know insider trading is illegal. You're not allowed to trade on non-public information, but there's a lot of ways to find out this information, right? Like Twitter wasn't the first site that that found out about this loan. Sure. And, and the, the line between insider trading and finding out public information is blurry, so there may have even been some insider trading. Who knows? But... My point is, is like, the market reacts to news so fast that by the time you hear it on the evening news, that like this Alex Olson it's guy... Already corrected. It's already It's way too late. Yeah. Like, that's why you can't sit there and think because you hear something about a company.
1: Are you bringing this up because I bought those shares in, in my friend's company? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> we, yeah, we have little play play accounts okay. that are... Small dollar amounts. Those small dollar amounts, right? Well,
1: and I did exactly what this guy did. My girlfriend works for a, a pharmaceutical company that this is... There's you heard no, something on the news. Uh, no, there's no insider trading here. She shared with me that they had just... She could share now that it's public. They had
0: just announced They had just this. gotten approved,
1: publicly approved. Right. It's a publicly traded company, so she had to be very careful. And she is. So, uh... She shared with me that they'd been approved to begin testing in some countries for the coronavirus vaccine. And that her stocks had gone from 1 to 32 or something crazy. Right. And so I bought in... I mean, I bought in... I bought, I think, I $1,500 worth of shares. So it's, I'm not breaking the bank on that. And that was with money that I've always kind of bounced around different places right. and lost and won and lost and won um, and it, so I bought it at like I don't know 22 yeah and it's if we look it up right now it's probably 9 <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, like, that's, that's the thing. So it, is like, like, had it's, a
1: high for not even 24 hours. It, I mean, maybe it spiked the And day that's before. what happens
0: all the time. And what happens is, like, the news comes out and people think they're getting in on something. But the reality is, is everyone's already got in on it. God. And, and you can't, the market reacts so fast so to like, news. So there's
1: gotta be a way to, like, capitalize on that. So I get why people do this. Because the S&P 500 is not touching all these other companies. And if, if we took, if everyone took Ward-Wilsey's advice, then none of these publicly traded companies but, would ever exist.
0: No, no. Like if you, they would have
1: no shares because everyone would be in the S&P 500. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. But but remember that I said, like, the S&P 500 is always, like, my example of the market. But we also have index funds in mid-cap and, and small caps. We're invested in essentially every, every meaningful publicly so traded company in the country. Technically,
1: we could have been in Kodak.
0: Oh, we are like a, the small, they were a small cap and, and we're, we're in the, we have a small cap index fund. So we're, we were in Kodak.
1: You think we were? Yeah. Uh, why sure. did we sell?
0: Cause we had the index fund, not the individual stock. Oh. So it doesn't, it like that wouldn't in, in all of the, I, and I assume that's a Kodak, a small cap. Cause it, I, $2. It may have been a mid cap. I have no idea. And I don't care. Yeah. But whichever one that was in, it's part of so many different stocks that it didn't even make a blip. It going up and down, it didn't matter in in that index fund.
1: And you don't think it's I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but ever wise to just play with penny stocks?
0: So no, I don't. And penny stocks are so insider driven that and here's what I mean, is like a penny stock is so penny stock is a stock that trades for under a dollar and it's listed on a, a the penny stock exchange, they call them pink sheets for whatever reason. And what happens is they're often, they're often the result of either their, their failed companies. Should I be offended
1: by that pink sheet? Is that like a female thing?
0: No, I think they just used to print them on pink, pink paper back when they like printed out like stock prices.
1: Anyways. Okay.
0: All right. And, uh, They So, anyway, so those companies are often, what you don't control is you may see a penny stock going up, up, and up, and you you get in it, right? Well, they may do a split and give other investors, because they're still looking to raise capital. So they may do a split and double the amount of shares, cutting you in half to give a sweetheart deal to a new investor who's bringing actual cash into the company.
1: And they can actually manipulate that. Based on how how they see their stock prices going up too.
0: Well, think about it this way: like, say say there's, uh, it, say it's worth a dollar. I know it has to be worth less than a dollar to be a penny stock, but Let's but say, say it's worth it. Actually, I think it's less than two dollars or something. But whatever, say it's worth a dollar and there's a million shares, right? So its market capitalization is a million times one dollar, a million. Say they need more cash in the company because they want to invest in something, right? Well, they suddenly get a million dollars from an outside investor, but they issue a million new shares to do it. And what happens, like, theoretically, when they take that cash, the new shares they issue should be worth a million dollars. But in reality, they just dilute all the shareholders and the stock price goes down, at least temporarily. So you can have wild fluctuations. And what really matters in a penny stock is how it does over time. The other thing is penny stocks are often reverse mergers, which is like, say, say there's an old company that went public. It, it, it's often like mining companies that they went public in the 80s and they quit operating, but they kept the, the, the stock and they kept it as a publicly traded company because it, it went through the SEC filings and all that. Well, often people will buy those companies that are just ghost phantom companies. They don't even operate. And then they'll turn this mining company...
1: Like a Ponzi skate?
0: No. They, they'll buy this mining company, and then they'll turn it into a company that does whatever their product is. And then... So you could own, like, a... Um, say say I wanted to... I, I owned a roller skate making company, and I wanted to go public. Well, I can apply to go public like like a normal company, but it costs, like, millions of dollars just to go public... Like, you know, I have to go through Morgan Stanley or right. Wells Fargo. And if they don't if they don't want to take me public because they don't think there's a market, it's, a, it's just impossible. But you can buy a publicly traded company that stock is trading at, like, a penny for... You can spend, like, a few thousand dollars mm-hmm. and buy all their stock. And now I can merge my roller skate company with that former mining company. Got it. And I'm public. So I can go and sell to the market, sell to investors, and try and raise capital that way. But I can manipulate that a lot, and I can give sweetheart deals to some investors. And it may look like my stock's going up. And when it's trading, if you go on your Wells Fargo or your, you know, Morgan Stanley brokerage account, you see, oh wow, the, this roller skating company is going up and up and up. Well, I may then all of a sudden take, you know, issue a sweetheart deal to a certain stock investor because they're investing cash in my company, and. I kind of screw over all my my other shareholders. So they're held
1: to a different standard.
0: No, they still have to do public filings and all that, but they don't they don't go through the FCC scrutiny on the front end to you know issue you know uh, forward looking statements, issue disclosures and all that. And now, real
1: quick, you said stock splitting is I, like I remember Nordstrom when my stock split; it was a good thing.
0: Yeah, because so I doubled my tr- stock quantity. Traditionally, yeah. You, so, like traditionally, they didn't want a stock price to get too high because they figured individual right. investors wouldn't do it. And it was like, it, at first, it was like fifty, and then it was like a hundred dollars. So, as your stock was reaching a hundred dollars, it split. They it. split it. So, what that means is, again, use my example of each each share is worth one dollar, and there's a million shares. So, its market capitalization is a million dollars. Okay, as it gets up to, well, that's a bad example because as it gets up to a hundred. Right. A hundred times a million. It's worth a hundred million dollars. But now they think, well, people aren't going to pay a hundred bucks for a stock because that's too expensive for one share psychologically. So they split it. They issue instead of a million shares. Now there's two million. Okay. So remember, it's a hundred dollars a share. I changed the example. A million shares, a hundred million dollars. Now there's two million shares. It's still worth a hundred million, right? Because it's the same company, but now each share, instead of being worth a hundred dollars, is worth fifty. And what they think is now the the stock psychologically seems cheap, so people will start buying it and, and it's drive. And it makes you
1: feel like you have more
0: stocks. You do. You have double the amount of stocks at half the price, yeah. and it make and then and then people's like and this was traditionally like the case at least for a while people would start seeing, Oh, this is cheap again. So they start buying and driving up the stock price and driving up value. So that's why they did it now. Now that people
1: buy expensive stocks now, now it's it's,
0: it's out of vogue. Yeah. It's, it's out of vogue because, because so many people are in index funds and it doesn't matter. And so many individual investors, they don't sit there and look at that anymore. So I don't i don't know when that When happens.
1: somewhere along the line, I feel like it, it became trendy to have the most expensive. A high expensive. stock price. Yeah. Well,
0: well, Berkshire Hathaway never – that was the first one I, I can think of. There, there's probably others where they said split. they never split because they didn't want unsophisticated um, investors. investors buying their shares because they figured it would make the shares volatile so they they never did that and then like and where
1: are they at right now oh
0: man it, it, let me see they they issued like a, a class b share or something that was like more reasonably priced but let me see what their what their are it should be high
1: i feel like there's a few really high ones like disney was really high if i remember
0: let's see Funny. three berkshire hathaway Three hundred fourteen thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars and eighty-eight cents for one share. For one share. How so, many shareholders do they have? No, no, I have no clue. I have I no clue. Sure, Thousands. Right? I mean, because they have institutions that invest in them, you know, money managers. Like, if you think about it, like Berkshire Hathaway, like you buy that one share, it's like a good, you know, private equity company that you're a, a real substantial shareholder in. Here's like here's like other ones like so you said Disney, right? Let's see what Disney's at. Or like Apple. I
1: thought like there's a few of the biggest. Apple,
0: Amazon for sure. But like back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Disney would never have let their share get over a hundred. They're at 129. That's not crazy. Um But they've gone way down because of the pandemic. It looks like it looks like um Oh yeah, they were over a one fifty at one point. Um, but like your Amazon, your, your Teslas, it's definitely trendy to, to have a higher stock price. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if people are doing reverse stock splits where they're, they're cutting the shares they have in half to make the price artificially go up. Yeah. Amazon, $3,167. You never would have seen. Shares of a company at like as well, big like as a Amazon. decade ago,
1: or you think two decades ago? I, th- I, th- I
0: think a decade ago, but definitely yeah. two decades ago. Yeah. So you never would have seen that. So it's it's interesting that that's kind of the way. I know what we in a decade? Uh, it, it, the trend could could totally reverse, or yeah. it could be the same. I have no idea. It's crazy. It's but crazy. but getting back to it, you know, even even like the Amazons, the Googles, because they shot up like because the coronavirus tech companies have done really well Mm -hmm. but you have no idea if it's based on fundamentals and there's a lot of people who are buying in now when they're way up and they they could crash i mean you never know so you know there could be like look at it wouldn't shock me if if the federal government breaks up the amazons and the googles at some point just like they did at&t back in the day you know things just change why because there's
1: it implies like a monopoly
0: Exactly. Um, You know, well, and and it's also control of the public domain airwaves. Like at some point, you know, if you're YouTube and everyone's watching you, you know, and and especially when you start censoring people or there's the implication that you're censoring people, you know, the federal government may say that they have an interest in, in, you know, the public airwaves and, and break those companies up. Yeah. That's kind of what they did back in the day with you know AT and T is is broke them up kind of because of that. So you know you you saw like um, Teddy Roosevelt trying to break up the trust companies for, for with the same kind of overall rationale. So it, it wouldn't shock me if that happens eventually and those companies tank in value. So it's it's never just you get so much value in the long run out of investing in. Index funds, the S P 500, mid cap, small cap, you know, ex- excluding the U S. So the the developed world, like top largest companies in the developed world, even top companies in the emerging markets, like there's enough of a return there that if you just do that slow and steady over time, it's always going to be your best bet. Now there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be individual traders who make a ton of money. Yeah. But I'm not one. You're not one. and Our listeners. You know, unless you're doing that full time and you're especially gifted, which you know if you are, if, if you're not especially gifted, and you're not doing it full time. You shouldn't be messing with that.
1: Yeah, not no. a good
0: idea. So, non-investment advice, but but just the way we do it, and and, and the reason the reason why is because you know we're not. I'm just too
1: much of a gamble.
0: Too much of a gamble. So that's the difference between gambling and investing.
1: It's like the legal gambling.
0: It's the well, and gambling itself is legal in a lot of places. But yeah, Yeah. like day trading and investing in individual stocks, like you don't have the knowledge. It's gambling. Like you don't have insider information. You you don't know what you think you know, and it's just it's just a recipe for disaster in the long run. There's no there's no doubt that there's certain investors out there and certain fund managers who do better than the S&P 500, but the chances of you picking the one who is going to outperform the S&P 500 over the long run? Yeah. Good luck cuz most of them don't. So. Okay. All right. Good advice. Should we talk a little real estate? Um we lost on our deal we talked about last week. Yeah. So that was the one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars property. We we're going to be able to buy off market, no agent fees. It was worth just fixed up a little. Would have been worth one eighty. Maybe she heard our podcast. So yeah, she probably heard, probably heard our podcast. <laughs> Maybe. <and> she wasn't <laughs> getting a deal. We need
1: to not talk about it until we signed the contract. Until we sign the
0: contract, yeah. But that's that's kind of the way that market goes. So we'll be looking for more deals. But we got to find stuff off market for cheap that we can put a little work into because that's where the the highest yields are going to be. We just got to figure out, figure out the way to get that deal flow to get those things on.
1: Yeah. Business is crazy right now. I feel like I'm getting tugged in a bunch of different directions, right. just, just new buyers and not even people moving here. It's uh, people looking for investment and, uh, like ro- land ranch potential. Yeah. Uh, special. VRBO second. Source of income.
0: Place to go next lockdown.
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, So, yeah, I've just been busy nonstop between inspectors and contracts and, yeah. Well, I'm fried.
0: I'm fried too. Hope everyone has a great week. Until next time.